Hey, everyone. You're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. I am very fortunate today. I've got a guest, Danny Cole, who is a sales representative for Spartan Invest on the call today. And he is going to be talking uh, about a couple of different topics with me. We're just really going to have an open discussion. Uh, He's been in real estate since 2005, so almost 20 years in real estate. He's been with Spartan Invest for almost five years. So he's got just a wealth of knowledge. And today we're going to talk about uh, the biggest topic that that we're seeing or the biggest issue that we see in the future being a a potential concern is the Biden's administration to the uh, LLPA. So welcome to the show, Danny. Thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah, glad to be here, Lindsay. Uh, It's exciting. I I love talking about the latest topics in the industry and uh, what's going on and whether I agree or disagree with them. uh, It's it's fun to (laughs) chat about and (laughs) kind of spread the word. Absolutely. And every day, all day, you're talking to investors about the real estate market, about our markets, which are, you know, central North Alabama, Tennessee, and North Georgia. So you're you're in the thick of it all the time, looking and studying real estate trends. And I wanted to take today to talk about the the fee change, the LLPA, um, that the Biden administration has just enacted as of May 1st. Mm-hmm. And so first off, just, just start off by saying, what is, what is the LLPA? What is that? So the LLPA, you know, so what that is, is, is it's basically a risk-based you know, um, fee based on borrows. Uh, it could be a lot of factor, uh, factors. It could be their uh, credit score. It could be the loan purpose, the occupancy, like are they living in it, uh, in the property, or is an investment property, the number of units. So it's it's just a, a fee based on a lot of factors with the investment. And this isn't uh, going to be associated with any non-QM or non-conventional lending. This is all Fannie or Freddie backed, um, you know, lending. So, uh, and again, I, I repeat, it's not from your, uh, this, is, this is important, it's not from your lender themselves, you know, so... If you go to XYZ lending, uh, this is not the, if you see an increase based on these parameters, it's not from them. It's, it's a Fannie or Freddie made, uh, Fannie or Freddie associated fee. So when we're, we're talking about a, a change to a, a loan level price adjustment, what was the administration's change here recently? Mm-hmm. So recently it's, it's quite a bit to unpack because it, it has, uh, a few variants as far as the adjustment. So again, the adjustments have been around for, for a tremendous amount of time. But when you look at the, the latest changes, it impacted credit score and, and an adverse relationship. So you think, and what you've always been taught, I, I would say most have been taught, you know, go out there, pay your bills, pay them on time, get a good credit score, that impacts your insurance, that impacts potentially your job application, that impacts most definitely uh, your credit worthiness for a property 
and you know how much it cost you. And so the LLP kind of had a, uh, a change here and said, if you have less than a uh, 680 credit score, we're going to give you some incentive here to, um, to lower those fees, those LLP adjustments that you would see. So as an example, um, and we'll dig into this a little deeper, um, if you have above a 680 credit score uh, and it also impacts how much you're putting down for that property, that's a big factor right now. So if you have above a 680 credit score, let's say a 740, pretty high credit score, uh, you're buying a 400K house, you're putting 20% down, so more of an investment style you know, percentage down, your fee increase could be about $1,500. You go from two to $3,500. So you're not talking about a tremendous amount of money, and it's not apples to apples. It's not a complete offset on the upper end. But on the other end of the, the spectrum, if you have a 640 credit score, buying a 400K house, and you're putting 3% down, your fee assessment could decrease by 5,000 to go from like 11 to 6K. So it's huge. And, uh, and a lot of people have a lot of frustration with this because they're saying, well, you're, you're subsidizing the fee or the lower credit score, or the lower the credit, uh, the person that's not as credit worthy, you're subsidizing that fee through people that are credit worthy, quite simply. Um, and and it, it's not as cut and dry is that as far as, you know, across the board, if you have high credit score, it's this. If you have low credit score, it's that. Um, for example, uh, from my understanding and looking through all the literature, I, I've kind of combed through what what I found is that if you are putting down a small uh, down payment, whether you have a credit score that's 750 or 650, that adjustment, the LLP adjustment is the same. So you're not going to be penalized for that. And that's kind of where they're trying to create some equity. And a lot of people, again, it's they view it as forced equity, you know, in the sense of like, oh, well, if you don't do the things you're supposed to and the the way that it's always kind of been written out, um, you know, you, you basically you, you're not punished for that in a sense. Um, but the way this is all drawn out is they're trying to, uh, kind of level the playing field, if you will, uh, for those that may have a lower credit score uh, versus those that have a higher credit score. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask kind of what what was the thought process behind this policy change? Because I completely agree in that we've always been a taught uh, to, at, at a very young age, the higher the credit score, the the better rates that you're able to get, et cetera, et cetera, um, and that you get the benefits of paying bills on time, keeping low debt. So what, what was the thought process behind this change? I mean, I, I can't speak for, you know, the, the, the full structure of all of the decision-making process here, but according to the FHA, FHFA, which is a federal housing finance agency, they basically said that, um, you know, the goal is to advance the mission of facilita- facilitating equitable and sustainable access to home ownership. So that's just a loose term of like, hey, I, we want to make this easier for all. Um, but again, kind of going back to it, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's got a, a lot of varying opinions, just to be honest with you. Um, some people love the idea because they're saying like, hey, those folks that, you know, maybe you know, don't have the money to put down, um, you own a property or, or less 
funds to put down on a property and maybe they've struggled, um, you know, with the, the credit scores in the past. Uh, you know, this gives them a little help. It doesn't penalize them quite as much. It maybe can make the difference in them getting a house versus not. Uh, the other side of the coin is that uh, this is not, you know, taking from the rich and giving to the poor. People in many cases can get down with that concept, you know, because they're like, well, you've got enough, Bill Gates. You know, well, let's just send this on <laughs> down the line. Uh, <laughs> and I know obviously that's the extreme. But right. this could be impacted, um, you know, differently. It's just a matter of what you put your value in as far as um, instead of buying a luxury item, you've been saving to put 20% down to lower your debt load, you know, and that is your next door neighbor that maybe has the lower credit score. But, you know, you have the same job. You potentially work at the same place, Right. But you've put your value in like, hey, I, I really don't want as much debt, so I'm going to save up that 20%. And in this very case, you know, I pay my bills, do all that on time, so I've got a 750 credit score. So you're penalized while your neighbor, um, it, you know, their, their, I guess, fee, which would be deemed as a punishment for not having the best credit score, et cetera, in the past, you know, they it's taken down quite a bit. Like in that 400K price point, for instance, that's $5,000. Now, to be clear, this doesn't doesn't wipe the slate clean. Like, so if I have a 780 credit score and you have a 650 credit score, yes, it adjusts that that penalty, that fee, the LLP does. Um, but you're still going to pay more. You're still going to have a higher credit score, or I'm sorry, a a higher cost of ownership when it comes to purchasing that property. It's, it's again, it's not apples to apples. It's not just a wash of those those penalties or fees. And then some of that simply down to, you know, I'll just use Bank of America, for instance. You know, they're they're going to look at their risk and giving you that loan. And if you have a lower credit score, that's on them. That has nothing to do with Fannie or Freddie and the LLPA. So there, it, it's not making all things, uh, I guess, go away in a sense but it does adjust them quite a bit depending on what situation you're in. And, and as, as far as an individual goes, my biggest problem is, is that we've tried this before. You know, we've tried to kind of force feed one piece of the pie. We've tried to say, okay, you know, we're going to help you get into the house, but then it's the, it's the almighty question of what now are you going to change your ways or all of a sudden you're going to have great credit and you're going to pay your bills and you're going to do all these things. Um, and so the, the problem isn't with so much with the initial fee reduction. If we, if I knew out of the gate that, okay, a fee reduction can help people get on their feet, uh, get into a situation that betters their life. Yeah. I'm kind of about it. I'm all for it. But the problem is, is I don't want to see a foreclosure surge in a year and a half to two years because a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't be in a property were uh, were able to get into said property because of fee reductions or what have you, and all of a sudden they're in the same situation. But now we have a problem with the market with foreclosures. So, absolutely, and and the the lower down payment, especially when home prices, home values are so inflated, mm -hmm. uh, coming off since twenty twenty. I mean, we're they're still at a very very high. Uh, price point uh, across all markets. Mm -hmm. So coming to the table for, I wouldn't say necessarily an overpriced house, but in um, 
if the market continues, those prices will continue to drop. So you will lose that value. So offering this to families or to, to people that, uh, are coming to the table with a smaller down payment. I completely agree. I'm very concerned that we're going to see the the effects of 2008 and nine again, and where we're placing people in homes or allowing people to purchase properties that they may not be able to actually afford down the line. And then they're facing foreclosure. And, and that's, that's a concern, unfortunately. And, you know, even though we rent properties at Spartan, we rent properties to, you know, to families all across the the states, uh, it, it's it's still something that we'd never want to see. We don't want to see a mass surge in in foreclosures. And so, what are your thoughts? I guess on the comparison from two thousand eight. I, I know so many talking heads talk about it right now with the real estate market. Is that you know this is going to be the next two thousand eight? It's going to decline because it it was peaked in you know oh six oh seven. So, so we're going to see that decline the same way it peaked in 21, 22. And so what are your thoughts, I guess, on how this change could be similar to what happened in 2008 and 9? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to the, the idea of giving someone, you know, a, an opportunity that maybe isn't quite ready for that opportunity for homeownership. Um, you know, back in 2008, there was a big push for everyone in America needs to have the ability to, to, to purchase and own a home. You know, unfortunately that's just not the case. There were some people and there's nothing wrong with it that will never own a home, but they will always rent. Right. And, uh, and sometimes it could be a desire, you know, personal desire. Sometimes it could be, you know, my, my income's just, it fluctuates too much. Um, and, I, and sometimes it's just an honest conversation with yourself that, Hey, I don't pay my bills very well. You know, I'm, I'm not a good, uh, you know, candidate for home ownership in this case. So what I don't want to see is, you know, a surge in foreclosures by any means, because it just wrecks a lot of things. I mean, it, it affects sales comps when, you know, in the future, because you have more weight on a foreclosure, even though that may not be the market, it does impact other purchase, other sellers in the market. And it can decline values quite a bit, you know, if that were the case, um, this, this rule change, uh, it, the reality of it is, is it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be the next day, next month, even next year. This, if it impacts anything, it will be a couple of years, most likely, just because it, it takes time not only to come to fruition, but it, it's, it's got to be a certain percentage that affects the market. You know, so one person that buys in this under this program and they lose their house. Well, great. They lost their house. It's a, it's a, a raindrop in a, in the ocean. You know, it's just, it, it's not enough to move the needle, but as more and more people take advantage of it. And, you know, again, if they're not credit worthy, if it doesn't work out, then it could definitely make an impact for the foreclosure side. Um, as an economy, I think we've got more relevant issues across the market. Uh, that they're impacting things today. Um, I, but it's, it's definitely market to market. I don't look at this as being something that's just on my radar right now, as far as like, you know, is it impacting me in the market? Um, what I look at is the, you know, the Fed rate increases right now, you know, for some of the corporate debt, some of the commercial debt, 
Um, it's not the same as 2008. When you look at it, I'm, I'm more concerned with commercial debt right now because it is more short-term debt. And since COVID, we've looked at uh, a lot of vacancies in larger commercial um, structures in downtown areas like, say, Atlanta or L.A. or wherever that may be. Um, and so you see a higher vacancy rate. And then a lot of those a lot of that debt's coming due, you know, to to restructure. And well, now the debt for that restructuring is double what it was. And so some of these people won't be able to restructure on a commercial side. So it's really not our wheelhouse. It's not impacting us directly uh, as a company, as, as Spartan. Um, but those are things that are definitely on my radar. And then when you look at the markets uh, that have been heavily impacted by migration, I think those markets, unfortunately for them, they, I think they'll suffer more. Uh, you're already seeing some of those markets suffer more. I mean, when you look at Redfin data, I mean, you see Boise and Austin are down 19 and 20 percent from their peak in May. That's a big deal, you know, for a short time. And um, and a lot of that just dealt with, you know, P.E. ratios, a drastic in- increase in appreciation. And the fact that, you know, those same people, the rest of the 99 percent that already lived there that made, you know, let's call it sixty five thousand dollars a year. They can't sustain the increase in appreciation. Not not at that level. Not at, you know. Not at that speed. So that that's kind of more on my radar. Uh, we're very fortunate on our side to live in an affordable market, to be in an area that's more linear. Um, just that affordability, I think, will pay dividends for the next five years. Now, in five years, we'll have another conversation. I mean, Huntsville could very likely be very unaffordable. Um, but you know, if you're in the boat, well. Enjoy those tides. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Danny. So, my last question is: the changes to the LLPA. How is that going to affect real estate investors? That's who you talk to and spend a lot of time with. So, how in the the long term is that going to affect them? In the long term, I mean, they are the example borrower that it affects the most, in my opinion, from everything I've read about it um, from the fee structure. Now, is it going to jeopardize the property? Is it going to jeopardize them, you know, getting into the investment versus not? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Because I think the fee is, is pretty small. Where the fee structure really moves the needle is on that lower credit score, as I mentioned before, that $5,000 uh, versus 11 versus six. You know, that's, a, that's a pretty big gap. But to go from 2,000 in fees to twenty five or 3,500, Again, you're still going to move forward with the property. It's not going to affect the interest rate that much. Um, and especially in our realm, what we're looking at is $150,000 property. Again, it, the, the fee structure, the cost and everything, it's just not moving the needle a tremendous amount. I can say in the short term, since May, we've actually seen lower um, interest rates. Now I'm seeing as low as 6.25 in the last couple of weeks uh, with 25% down. No, uh, no points of any kind. So in that sense, you know, that's, that's good. It's been beneficial. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing. So no, I, from a, a pure uh, investment standpoint, I don't think it's anything for an investor to worry about because I don't think it's enough to impact the deal. Um, but from a level and the way it's structured, it impacts those that are putting 20% down that are putting that have 740, 750 credit scores the most as far as, um, you know, on the fee side, on the positive fee side. Uh, 
uh, or I guess you could say negative <laughs> because you're paying for it. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to move the needle enough in that situation just because it's not adding tens of thousands of dollars to your cost of loan. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Danny, for taking the time to speak with us today. And that's all we've got. That's on the house with Spartan Invest. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at SpartanInvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.